0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Mind Noise Network podcast with me, your host, Paris. Today, I've got three very different albums slash EPs to bring to you. We've got Thornhill with Butterfly, The Plots in You with Dispose and The Glorious Sons with Young Beauties and Fools. I'm going to be running this uh, podcast every two weeks, so please stick around to the very end and join me again in two weeks' time where I'll be discussing three more albums and EPs. Without further ado, let's start with Fawn Hill. So, Fawn Hill, Butterfly. The very first thing I thought about when I put this album on is the genre. It's metalcore, and the term metalcore can send a shiver up the spines of those similar to me with a certain preconceived notion of what it's going to sound like. But even I'll admit that there's an extraordinary amount of people who still live and breathe this kind of music. These people are going to love this album. If you're a fan of someone like Northload, who we're going to get into a bit later, you know, there's no... It's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to like it. It's so derivative of the metalcore genre. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it is, it's just completely metalcore and everything that it does. You will completely dig this record. But, if you don't like metalcore, I'm here to kind of talk about why you should maybe give this record a chance. So, The Sound of Thornhill. They are are—they're a mixture of spacey, kind of atmospheric kind of distant melodic vocals, which they clash with Hardcore, heavy, heavy hardcore. It's not completely dirty and grimy, but it is screamy vocals. So, like I say, it's very similar to Northlane, just not up to that high quality. You could say it's similar to bands like Architects, and I guess that links round to Northlane because, you know, Northlane are based on an architect's song. Both Northlane and Thornhill are Australian, which I don't think is a coincidence. Same as the fact that they're on the same record label. But you could also have Shikari as an influence this band in the way that they do meld the aspects. And plus, there's a specific song on this album. I think it might be the second song that sounds a lot like Shikari. Not in a bad way, but it does. It sounds very similar to it. But to be honest, I see this as less like Fawn Hill copying, more like they're taking influence. It's similar to, if you're a fan of ska punk, The Interrupters, an album that a lot of people were really into. I wasn't a massive fan. It sounded too much like Rancid. But then again, a lot of people loved it because it sounded like Rancid and it's more good, rancid-sounding music. And how can you complain about good music that sounds like stuff you're into? So, the sound of this album starts with Sunflower, which is a very, very strong opening track. It's interesting and probably the most standout song on this album in terms of what it sounds like. A lot of these songs can begin to sound the same. They follow a specific formula in a way, not as much as one of the albums I'll be discussing today, but uh, the songs do start to sound pretty similar, although they do sometimes bring something new, or some songs do certain aspects better than others like Lavender. Um, which is the heaviest song, we'll talk about that later yeah, Sunflower is a very strong opening track with some really interesting vocals on to start and this singer does have really nice vocals probably some of the best of metalcore that I have listened to they have this swoon to them in like a Jeff Buckley esque style to the lead singer's voice which makes it interesting to me and it means that Some of the aspects of this album are really catchy and it's really surprising how much I found myself kind of singing along to a lot of this. But the real, real standout of this album is when they go heavy. Like I say, Lavender. They're the absolute best when they're heaviest. When the drums are heavy on a song like Reptile, the way he moves around the toms is brilliant. It's not exceptional hardcore music by any stretch of the imagination, But it's good enough that it's still something that I'd want to listen to. They roar well and they may not, like I say, live up to the very best of the genre, but do they live up to the very best of the metalcore genre? Yeah, they are pretty good in terms of the the kind of people that mix really melodic with heavy stuff. And I was really cynical at first to how similar it sounded to other bands. But you get used to it after a while and you start to think... They do have their kind of own sound. It's just a mesh of other bands. Each song is pretty high quality, other than the ending, which I'd probably say is the weak point. Joy is a pretty weak song, and it's probably one of the most pathetic parts of the album, to be honest. And pathetic's a pretty strong word, but it just sounds a bit limp and drab by the end of it. I really feel that that song could have been a bit better. I do struggle to pick out the song's from one another, other than, like I say, little aspects like this cringy, kind of say that you love me aspect or Sunflowers, really interesting vocals. But like I say, if we're talking about the best in the genre, it's not these, but don't let that put you off, especially if you are a fan of metalcore, because I think you will dig this. And if you are not a fan of metalcore, listen to it, because it does have some catchy things. And whether I'll go back and listen to this album again or not, I don't know, but I have been listening to it quite a lot recently. So definitely check it out. Thornhill with Butterfly. Are you in a band or know someone that is? Mind Noise Network are presenting a Battle of the Bands contest that could be just what you need. You can win a paid gig at the Mind Noise Network showcase, band merch from our friends at Moomin Merchandise, pastels from Vocal Zone, your single created on vinyl from the wonderful Byron's Yard, plus a fantastic PR campaign from Fat Angel PR. Next, we have The Plot In You with Dispose, and it's an interesting one. If any of you know me, or hopefully you'll come to know me, I like music that sounds passionate about what it's doing, music that's proud to be rock, that makes heavy, really interesting music. There's a lot of bands that I feel like aren't doing this, And this is what the plot in you sound like. The main kind of inspiration, I'd say, for the plot of you take are probably new Bring Me The Horizon. They're definitely the first thing that I thought of. That's the spirit era, Bring Me The Horizon, but done to a much lesser degree of quality. This is what people are scared Bring Me The Horizon will go on to sound like. If Sempatina was absolute brilliance from them, and That's The Spirit was a big shock, this is what Beaming the Horizon could possibly do on another album, just go completely further in that that's a spiritness and end up sounding like Dispose. My biggest problem with this is how it's inoffensive rock music masking itself as something groundbreaking. Each title on this album is written in capital letters which would make you think it's angry, it's inspired, it's got something to say, but it doesn't. It's cringe and it's wet. They have such a high amount of auto tune, but it's not used in a good way. It's forgettable too. I'm pretty insulted by it. Yet yeah? they've managed to insult me by, by being completely forgettable. The the good parts about this album, and I had to write down the song names because. Each song quite literally blends into one. The one I loved goes into a big chorus. Uh, That's pretty much all I can say about that. And there's a song called I Always Wanted to Leave, which is probably a high part just because of his vocals on it. There's this slight R&B style, similar to kind of what Justin Timberlake does. And I did enjoy that. But it wasn't enough to keep me going throughout the album especially not with the cringe auto-tune. I compared them to Bring Me The Horizon, but unlike Bring Me, all of their songs seemed to blend into one. They followed the same formula, the same style of singing and the same electronic piano sound, which makes it pretty difficult to differentiate. However, there's a very clear target base for this kind of thing. These are the people that like Tonight Alive, You Me At Six or Death of Anna... I don't want to alienate these people or insult them because they like what they like. So fair, fair to them. If they like this kind of thing, it's just for me, I want, I strive for a higher quality of music and there are such brilliant bands out there at the moment making great music that they're passionate about, great instrumentalists, people with something to say. And people that are saying it through interesting, creative methods. That's not what the plot of you are doing, and it's criminal. Because the plot in you are probably going to get moderately big. I'd never heard of them before. But since hearing this album, I've seen their name battered around, and they do have what it takes to be popular, especially amongst the fans of the bands I just named. They have what it takes. And it's sad to me that this band are probably going to make it fairly big by making music that sounds like this. Ultimately, if you like your music with a bit of bite, it isn't this. They throw in the odd swear word and try to see angry sometimes. But ultimately, the word I'm going to repeat and the word that it, that comes to mind the most when I hear it, it's when it's just a bit wet. It's very derivative, yet it sounds uninspired. They have no desire to make exciting music. They're happy to sit in their little box and copy bands around them that are clearly doing something popular. I don't want to take anything away from their passion because they could be totally, completely passionate about this, but it's not even as good as the music they're trying to sound like. There's no hits in this, I don't think. It's just a bit boring. But that's the plot in you, dispose. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, check it out and tell me what you think. If I'm missing something, feel free to tweet me about it, but this album's just not for me. And I'll give you full disclosure about the way that the album picking process goes for me I get a choice of a few albums to bring to you on this podcast and the ones that I don't pick they have a roll on to the next week or they get disposed and I chose to pick this album mainly just so I could tell you about how awful it was because it does suck (laughs) there are a few positive points but it's definitely below a five and if you're gonna spend your time listening to any of these albums listen to the one that I'm about to tell you about after this short break are you passionate about rock or metal music do you fancy joining the mind noise network team as a reviewer podcaster or gig photographer if you do head over to www.mindnoisenetwork.com forward slash contact no experience is necessary just a love of music and the passion to do something with it Now, we have the album that I am most excited to bring to you. It is The Glorious Sons with Young Beauties and Fools. And oh my God, guys, it is brilliant. I had beginning prejudices about this album, I won't lie. I thought it was going to sound like boring classic rock. You know, the kind of music that takes up the download main stage this year. Something like the temperaments movement. Something that I've got a real bee in my bonnet about, I'll admit. But it's definitely not that. This album is vibrant and it's exciting. I define the genre as rock and roll blues with a hint of country and most definitely pop. You know what, it's not even a hint of country. It's pretty country. It's very Americanised. Although they are a Canadian band, they follow these classic American tales. It's the... It's the story of falling in love, no matter how much money you have, living, having fun and experiencing every day as if it's your last. They sing of this small town and the stories of the people that live in there. And you leave this album feeling like a part of all the action. There's this community feel to the way they sound. They create these characters And they do it laced in such catchy music. And that is how you remember it. That's how they drill everything in your head. They're so passionate about what they're singing about. The lead singer has this gorgeous, swoony, raspy voice. And they've got this way of... Each song I was singing along before it even finished, the opening song in particular, I started off with, like I say, such a strong prejudice against it. But by the end of it, I was clapping and singing around the kitchen. The first song is My Poor Heart, and that is the one that I'm describing. It is just so catchy, like all the other songs, to be honest. They're ten songs, each clocking in at about three minutes each, each with its own unique identity, its own story, its interesting vocal hook or line. It's thigh-slappingly good. You'll be clapping, you'll be singing along you you sing these words like you're like everything depends on it because you know them so well after such a few amount of listens if you're anything like me. I really do gravitate towards catchy poppy music, and that's not pop in the sense that it's dull and uninspired. that's pop in the sense that. They create these earworms that get under your brain and they stick in there for days. You will they want to listen to this album at any chance you get if you're anything like me. They, Each song, if you just look down at the track listing now, each song has something so, so original about it. Come Down is this tale of falling in love. But they've got these synths on them that just make it so fun and the absolute best song on this album is Sword Off Shotgun. And although all the songs are good, this just combines absolutely everything that I love about this album. And it tells the tale of some really dark subjects. You know, he's lost his job. She got hooked on oxytocin. These are not good things. They went and bought a Sword Off Shotgun. But they they sing about this with this gang-like chanting vocals. You're clapping along and you're happily singing like you're on a campfire with your family about such a dark subject. You know, she's addicted to drugs, yet you're clapping and laughing and dancing about while singing it. They lace such dark subjects with such upbeat and happy vocals, great instrumentals, and such heart in it. This is feel good music, it's warm picture James Bay or George Ezra but really americanized really catchy and sticking to their rock roots there's no question in my mind that this is not rock music although it blends all these other aspects it's still rock to its core but it's different to classic american rock it's got more soul more originality and more class it absolutely exudes class ultimately If you're looking for catchy albums, something that's going to stick in your head for days, last year you had Creeper with Eternity in Your Arms. The year before you had Brian Fallon with Painkillers. Each year, music are producing some of the absolute most catchy music possible. And that's the rock scene in particular is producing this catchy music. And the Glorious Sons have done it on Young Beauties and Fool's. This album is going to be right up there in my top 20 albums of the year. I can see myself listening to it for the rest of the year and listening for it for a long time to come. Because these songs, it might be early to talk about them like this, but they feel like they have a real timeless quality about them. They are so brilliant. And if you're not singing along to this for days then I need you to tell me, because I cannot picture a world in where somebody would not love this album. So please tell me what you think over at mindnoisenetwork.com. Okay, guys, thank you all for getting to the end of this podcast. It means so much to me that you would value my opinion enough to listen. And I really do want to hear what you have to say about this. So please tweet Mind Noise Network with your review or leave a comment or anything, because I will be reading... And I do love to discuss with you what you think about these things because it's important to me to hear what everyone else has to say and I'm just one voice of many. And if you're listening to this, you know, it means the world to me that like you're even slightly interested in what I have to say. But yeah, three very different albums with The Glorious Suns being the absolute standout. It's brilliant. And please tune in in two weeks to hear what I have to say about three more albums. We're bringing some interesting stuff to the table and you never know there might be about an album even better than the glorious suns so i'll see you guys in two weeks time thanks so much for listening bye guys